Hi, I'm Miranda Ray Mayo, also known as Mr. Mayo. I play Stella Kid on Chicago Fire, and you are listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Hearts, welcome to episode 189 of Meet Us at Molly's. Today we are taking it back five years, 2016. Yeah, we are going to talk about Chicago Fire season four, episode 15. So, yeah, I I don't like season four of Chicago Fire. I really don't like it. I don't like it. No, like you know how in the Bursic episode we were all talking about how like season five and season six were just like in terms of like Adam stuff. That's how I feel for season four of Fire about like everything. The only good thing it brought us was Stella, which we're going to talk about. But like that's literally pretty much only the good thing. Uh, it's literally it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do have some news to start with, as always. A uh, little bit of news, really sad news, actually. Um, Chicago PD alum Marky Post passed away last week at the age of seventy. Marky played Bunny, Aaron Lindsay's mom sad yeah it's really sad i think it was some kind of cancer right yeah she'd been kind of privately battling it for the last four years yeah it is really sad and sophia had like a really nice instagram post you know honoring her which is really sweet yeah yeah, it's really uh, sad she yeah she she was never on one tree hill but she's like she was important to the women of one tree hill because hillary burton posted the same thing she murky played her mother in a in a hallmark movie yeah so we will miss her yeah we will it's very sad. Uh, if we're looking for happy one Chicago alumni news, Sophia Bush got engaged this week. She did. She did. In Italy. Those pictures are, st- I know, those pictures are stunning. So stunning. Yeah. So stunning. Uh, we don't really know a lot about her Her guy. He's like an, an entrepreneur or something. I don't know. But yeah, he used to be like a former teacher or something. I think she was tweeting about, but yeah. Yeah, good, good for, for her. her. I'm happy for her. Like, go be happy. Go do your thing. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, really happy. So, um, yeah, that's that's all the news we've got. You know, there's been behind the scenes photos and stuff like that, but you know, just little things, <laughs> nothing concrete. I imagine it, what? What? I was gonna say lots of theories floating around now. Like, there's lots of things going around on Twitter, but nothing truly concrete. Like too many theories at this point. Like we're driving ourselves <laughs> nuts. I know. It's like you see permits and you're like, ooh, I wonder what that means. Ooh, is that ha- blah, 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 blah. It's just like, oh, my God, so much happening. Um, the the late breaking theory that has come across our group chat because we're recording this on Thursday night. A uh, picture of Patty just popped up with his nails painted. And now we're just like, is Kim in a coma? Is Michaela painting his nails while he's visiting Kim? We're going insane. Well, and even the ones for fire, the fire permits that were, you know, the most recent ones said something about like Darden House. So it's like, oh shit, the Darden boys are coming back. Like, what is happening? Oh man, it's it's you know, it's that point of hiatus where it's gone on too long. The natives are getting restless. Like, we just need it to happen. We need seasons. I need official episode description so I can stop. I could actually have, I guess, more concrete theories. I mean, we're recording this on the 12th, which means we've got a good, like, two, three more weeks at the earliest that we're going to get descriptions. Yeah. When Chicago premieres six weeks from yesterday, again, we're recording this on Thursday, 
but six weeks from yesterday. Crazy. I know. It feels like this hiatus has been like a year long. I know. Like, I feel like last summer's maybe because everybody was in it together, but last summer's hiatus, even though it was a lot longer, didn't feel that long. Yeah, I think we went into last season's like full on knowing it was going to be seven months. We were like, okay, we're in it for the long haul, mental, like prep, do the thing. And now this hiatus, we're like, well, we dealt with seven months. We got this. And now we're into it. And we're just like, is it over yet? What I think last year too, we were just so grateful they were coming back Mm because it could have been, you know, we could have been in a reality where they weren't coming back at all. Mm -hmm. And so I think we were just so grateful. We were like, I don't care how long it takes. Like, we're just grateful for anything. Yeah. And now we've had a whole year of it. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, I just want everything and everything. Like, yeah, it's so selfish of us, but I just, I want it all. I want, I want it, all. it all. I know. I know. If you hear any like clattering noises behind me or something, my dog is playing with a bone on the hardwood floors. Cause like he's, he can respect it when I'm on a zoom meeting, but when I'm recording the podcast, he's like, Oh no, no, no. All of the noise. So whatever. That's what that is. But yeah, um, that's about all the news we've got. You guys know if you see anything, just send it over to us. Um, I don't know. Um, we got key art for the new season of 911, and we were just laughing about how ridiculous it is. That's really ridiculous. About it. Only that show can get away with that. Only that show. But I guess speaking of key art, I can't, again, I can't wait till we get new one Chicago key art because it seems like it's coming this year because, you know, they've been doing promo shoots and stuff. So. Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh, and while we're talking about art, this is the perfect segue. There's two new designs up today on Tee Public. Go um, for it. Just go for it. Oh God, I've 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 lost it, guys. Like I'm just I, like anything my mind thinks of, I'm like I'm making it happen. It's happening, and that is how you ended up with the two new designs you have today. <laughs> I love them both, though. Uh, yeah, I love them too. Um, the Severide one might be my best work to date. It's so funny. It's. It's pretty, it's, good. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Not to toot my own horn, but um, whatever. I, Yeah. So <laughs> we have one patron shout out today, which is awesome. We do have a new patron. Big hello to Bradley Carter. Welcome to the fam. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, as always, if you'd like to support the pod, you can check out the link in our socials to our Patreon page and pick out which tier is best for you. Uh, you know, it starts as little as $2 a month with Facebook group and things like that. And then it goes as high as $6 a month, which is where you can get a merch code or discount code to the merch store, which, you know, pretty awesome. If I do say so myself, um, what else bonus episodes? Um, the minute I have to list the perks, I blank. Yeah. But there's good stuff. Yeah. 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 And we're, uh, we've got another patron happy hour in the works. So only way to join that is to be a patron. We do, we do. We do. So check that out. Uh, yeah. Without further ado, shall we jump into the episode? Let's do it. I'm ready to... There's a lot to rage about. As horrible as season four is, this episode is actually pretty good. There, this episode's a fine episode, but there's still a lot of storylines I hate. Yes, but I will say... Since I hated the season, I kind of blocked it out of memory. I didn't remember a damn thing that happened in this episode. But the squad stuff, I was really intrigued. I was like, I don't remember what the hell happened. What, like, this is cool. Yeah, that squad storyline's a good one. Yeah, so. All right, let's start off with the uh, awkward Alderman Casey. Oh, so awkward. So As crazy. we say in the South, bless his heart. But actually, though. <laughs> 
Okay, so this is back when Holly Robinson Pete was on the show. She was on the show for a couple episodes, you know, no big deal. But her name is Tamara, and she's at this like town hall type thing. And she introduces Casey at a fundraiser. So Casey's got like his newsman comb over going on. He's all <laughs> suited up. Oh, yeah, it's like it's full on politician Casey. It's and you so know, bad. and Gabby's like doting first lady Gabby, just yeah. So Matt gets up there and, you know, so far so good, okay? Like, we know Matt is very awkward in situations that are not firefighting. It's just the truth. Mm -hmm. So he gets up there, so far so good. And then Tamara looks at him and goes, come on, give me a little something in terms of a dance. It's it's so cringy. (laughs) It really is. It really is. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah when Casey eventually does have a kid, he's going to be that dad with all the terrible dad jokes, isn't he? Oh my God. He already is. But yeah, it's going to be 10 times worse when he's officially a dad. He's going to be that dad that wears shorts with like the the ankle socks (laughs) and like the Birkenstock shoes. Oh yeah. 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 He's going to be that dad that like, if you have a flight at like eight in the morning, he's going to insist on waking up at like three. Yeah. Oh Oh, man. It's so bad. It's so bad. I got it. Well, I would say I've got to make a GIF of that, but I got to put Photoshop back on my computer and that's a whole ordeal. Uh, but like just the. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, man. So Matt meets this guy, Denny Booker. He's a kind of a big wig in the community. Apparently that's kind of how he touts himself, but he's like, listen, you're going to need the community leaders behind you. If you're going to win this thing, like blah, blah, blah. Side note, Denny Baker is played by Brandon J. McLaren, who was on Graceland, which is a fantastic show if you ever get to watch it. Uh, I love that. I love that you just found a way to work Graceland into this. I love that show. I know you do. But also, but also it's still relevant. Okay. Because Sarinda Swan, who played Brittany, Severide's wife in season three. Three. She was also in Graceland. Full circle. Yes, he was. Graceland's a great show. Everybody should go watch it. It's great. Uh, and Aaron Tveit, hello. I, I mean, I know. Yeah. I think I've seen the first episode, but it wasn't enough to like, I don't know, maybe I'd have to rewatch it. It's such a good show. Oh my God. I like toured through the whole thing just in time to watch like the season four finale live. And then it got canceled a week later. I was like, rude, rude, rude. Great show. Go watch it. It's hiatus. Like, we haven't anything better to do right now. I know. I know. (laughs) So the next morning at shift, uh, First Lady Gabby, she mentions to everybody, they're like, hey, we need 450 signatures to get Casey's name on the ballot. Like, let's do it. And Herman's like, cool, done. Like, I'll just put a thing at Molly's that everybody gets 10% off their drinks if they sign. And Mouch just doesn't even miss a beat. He just goes, that's illegal. (laughs) And Herman's like, cool, 5% then. Still illegal. It's so good. Oh, little businessman Herman. Yeah, I love how Herman's willing to do anything for Casey's campaign, even if it's illegal. Because, like, all the stuff he tries to do in this, it's all illegal, but it's, it's so cute, funny. It's though. It's yeah. so cute, yeah. So then we see Casey, or Casey, I was going to say Casey, and then I was going to say Bowden. Casey, Casey talks to Bowden about running. And it's really sweet. He's like, you know, I should have told you, like, I'm really sorry. I know it's a big decision. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. 
And she just says, he's like, you're one of the most upstanding people I know. Like if anybody's going to be an awesome politician, it's going to be you. And he's like, thanks, chief. And he's like, yeah, you're welcome. Now don't bring politics into my firehouse. But what does Casey end up doing later on? Bringing politics into the firehouse. But also how many more times do you think Bowden has had to say that since uh, like 2020 and beyond? Wait, say that again? How many more times do you think Bowden has said that phrase from like, you know, 2016 on? Oh, like the you said 2020. Landscape? That's I, I, probably a lot. Probably, probably a lot. Probably yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Herman, <laughs> don't bring politics in my firehouse. Jesus. I could see Herman being a total shit stirrer. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Just to get shits and giggles out yeah, of I, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. If he really wants to like, make things happen he probably goes in and says something really inflammatory to stella and then like sets her off and he starts laughing and kelly's like damn it right and then he walks away and i can just see her like storming off after him to like make her point he like pulls the pin on the grenade and launches it and goes yeah yeah for sure for sure so then herman makes copies of the petition for casey and casey gets severide to be the first one to sign it because they're so married i love it so much I know they're bestie, and Seb was so proud. Seb was like, "Awesome, where's the pen? Let's go!" But also at the same time, he's like, "If I was any kind of friend of all, I'd talk you out of this." Because like, yeah, it really ended. It would have been the better move to like not have Casey be an alderman, but it's I, still, yeah, but it, it is pretty cute. Yeah, those two so married, adorable. So then some random guy, Rich Corbin, he stops by 51 and he's like, hey, I represent this group of locals. I want a fresh face to back, like blah, blah, blah. And he hands Casey a check and Casey waits for the catch. So random, like he's just like, here, have money. Yeah. But also I feel like, I feel like anytime somebody pops up in one Chicago and just hands you money, it's a bad idea. How much money do you think Casey got handed? Oh, probably like, to make him look at like to make him look like that, I'd say at least fifty thousand. I yeah, I I I was gonna think that was a little too high, but I think yeah, fifty thousand would probably be. I think I mean if he had said like here's five thousand dollars, I don't. I mean I think Casey would still have maybe the same reaction, but I don't <laughs> think his eyes would have gone like that's like I mean he was like whoa like that's like a lot of money. I feel like it's fifty. Yeah, yeah, probably fifty. Yeah, especially that party they were at that night that looks swanky as fuck so swanky Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so casey's like what's the catch and corbin's just like you just gotta come meet the group and shake a few hands and you may wake up in a bathtub with your kidney missing i don't know just like (laughs) don't can we just make that a rule of one chicago like don't take money from random people i know especially without some sort of official something yeah like verification you're not a murderer yeah exactly yeah Sounds like a plan. So then after shift, Casey meets with Denny Booker and his community leaders. And it turns out they're a bunch of ex-gang members. And so at first Matt's like, okay, let me sit down, let me listen. And then the guy is like, well, we need you to get this traffic camera removed. And Matt's like, oh, bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. But then like the guy even says, he's like, if you get elected, you have to serve all the people, not just the ones you approve of. I, I did agree with that line, but that doesn't mean doing something illegal either. Right, right, right. Uh, 
But we do have to talk about this moment that he steps out of the church. Like he steps out of the church into like this like super cold like Chicago night and he just like stares off into the distance and unbuckles his like undoes his jacket and my god he looks so good. He does look really. Season 4 is a good like Matt Casey look episode like season. Like mm-hmm. Casey looks good this whole season. I mean not that he doesn't always look good, but still. But like yeah, it's just that was his model moment, just like out into the cold Chicago air. And he's like, let me just undo my jacket. Whoosh. He looked good. <laughs> While contemplating the world yeah. <laughs> and what I just witnessed. And then he like lets out a sigh and like you can see his breath because it's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> is it a scene or is it a fragrance commercial? Or both. <laughs> or both. Uh, that would be a fun Chicago game to play. <laughs> Is it Casey or is it Calvin Klein? <laughs> so then uh, all of 51 is at this call later on. Some random photographer shows up and he's trying to get in the middle of the scene so he can take a picture of Casey for his campaign piece. Like, dude, dude, dude. Like, I get that you have a job to do, but also common sense. Right. Like, stay behind the yellow lines. <laughs> like, Maybe don't interfere with the people trying to put out the giant fire. Right. I... Isn't that like an, that's like an arrestable offense? Probably. Yeah. Also just common sense. Just common sense. Common sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so did I skip something? No, I didn't. Okay. No. So after shift, Casey goes to this fancy ass party with this Corbin guy and it's fancy. And the, the reason you know it's fancy is because it's in a skyscraper. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got, like, the floor-to-ceiling windows, like... It is a gorgeous view. I mean, Chicago's such a pretty city. I miss it so much. I want to go back. I want to go back so bad. (laughs) I miss it. I miss going to Garrett's, and I miss it. I just miss it so much. I miss walking across the river. I miss it being really cold out. I miss the candy store, Dylan's. That place is so good. And I miss going to filming and standing across the street for who knows how long. Yeah, same. That's really what I miss. Oh, my God. I miss it all so much. Like, take me back. (laughs) So, yeah, they go to this fancy skyscraper, floor-to-ceiling windows. It's pretty and everything. And then this happens. Hey. Congratulations, Matt. I just heard from the Board of Elections. You got enough signatures. You're on the ballot. Really? Wow. Ha. Guess I am. I was sorry to see you cut out early from the party. I wanted to talk a little bit more about that Racine thing. Rich, if I'm elected, I promise look into it and vote whichever way feels right to me, regardless of who contributed what to my campaign. I'm sorry, that seems blunt, but hey, straight shooter. Well, I'm a straight shooter too, Matt, so I'll lay it out. Do you think I came to you because I swooned over your ideals? No, I sought you out because I think with a little help, you can win this thing. But if I don't get some assurance that you appreciate my help, it's no big deal. I'll just throw my support behind Alderman Bex and make damn sure he destroys you. Welcome to politics, Matt. Hey, uh, Rich, get the hell out of my bar. So Corbin basically gives Casey an ultimatum, either help with the zoning or Corbin's going to yank his money. And the fact that this was at Molly's cracked me up a little bit because then he goes, welcome to politics, Matt. And 
He just looks at him and goes, Rich, get the hell out the of hell my bar. bar. Molly's is not your bar. I, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. Like, Matt, you're not a part owner of Molly's. Like, I love uh, that you I love yeah. that you're defensive of your people and like you think of Molly's as your space because it is, but like not technically. You don't own it. And, and he and Gabby weren't married yet, right? No. That's season five. Yeah, so you can't even make the argument of, like, community property. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I get the sentiment, and I get that you can't say get the fuck out on network TV, but also not your bar. Yeah. Good try, though. I love that scene, though. Welcome to politics. Get the hell out of my bar. It's so... It, it is really good. It is really good. And in all fairness, season four was painful, in all fairness, but everybody gave it their absolute best. Yeah, I just... I don't... My thing is that the Alderman storyline with Casey ultimately just felt so forced. Like, it didn't really feel like I understand that why Matt maybe tried it out and maybe like got himself on the ballot because, like, he does like helping people and he does, you know, that ultimately is a way that you can make a difference. But I felt like it ultimately didn't really feel like Matt and it just felt like it dragged on so long and felt so forced. See, that, that's funny you say that because I, I think a lot of people feel that way about the Alderman storyline. That's not even the worst part of the season for me. Um, I actually didn't even mind it. When he when he was like first thinking about it, I was like, well, that's creative. But the things that really soured me on the season, A, Dawson and the miscarriage, which I realized was oh, handled yeah. in four episodes, but Patterson, that was just fucking stupid. The Patterson, see, that was honestly not that, you know, bad for me. Chili is honestly, I think, the worst part of this season for me. I cannot stand her, and I'm so glad she's gone by this episode because, like, I just, I think she, I, she's just so annoying. I, and she didn't bother me as much as Patterson. I wanted to punch Patterson in the <laughs> face. No, the Patterson stuff didn't bother me that bad. It was just so unnecessary to demote Severide, as if all the turnover is his fault. Yeah. No, I got, I, yeah, I get that part. But yeah, Chili really bothered me. Borelli didn't bother me that bad until the end. And then he just became a fucking asshole. I mean, I get why he was mad, but he just became a fucking asshole. I feel like he deserved a better ending. Agreed. Like, I feel like now that I've thinking about it, I was thinking about this as I was rewatching Borelli was like what they were they were trying to do with Borelli what they have now succeeded to do with Gallo but mm-hmm. they failed to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine Borelli being like Casey's makeshift son, you know? No. And I, I don't know if that element would have ever crossed over, but like the idea of like Casey mentoring somebody and mm-hmm. you know, um I think they were trying to do some of that with Borelli and it just did not work. Borelli walked so Gallo could run. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Which, P.S., I'm going to be watching that behind-the-scenes video that Miranda posted (laughs) the other day for, like, ever. That made me laugh so hard. God bless Alberta Resende. It was them waving, which was hilarious, and then the sheesh, which, like, I'm too old to know what that even means. I I went to a high school graduation party, I guess, back in May now, and that was the first time I saw it, and I came home, and I was like, no, what the fuck did I just, like, what is happening? And he'll do it sometimes just to make me laugh, but I'm like, this is literally the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I don't know what it means, but that video was hilarious. I don't really know what it means either, but it's so stupid. He cracked Miranda up, and even Taylor was on the balcony with him, and he, like, stopped and laughed. Like, that's adorable. Taylor, because 
no spoiler? one is hiding Taylor anymore. Oh, what's a spoiler? We don't care about those. I love it though. This is oh, honestly, I think the most Taylor content we've gotten in a long time. I I am not complaining. I'm not complaining all. either. It's like, just, LOL. Remember when we thought Severide was going to die and <laughs> Taylor was truly leaving? Suck on that, Dumois. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Although people are really worried about Joe now, but he popped up in a behind-the-scenes photo the other yeah. day. Like, he he wasn't the primary focus, but he was in it. Yeah, and, like, I think some fans have seen him, you know, filming, so I think he's there. He's just not in all the selfies and, you know, stuff. I think I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Knock on wood. I think I, we're okay. I am more worried about Marina than I am about all four yeah, guys. Yeah, at this point, I'm all just like, oh, shit, what's happening with Burgess? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But every time a new picture of Taylor pops up, I'm like, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's so great. Oh, so great. So, so great. So, uh, yeah, just get the hell out of my bar. That's not even my bar to begin with. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So, all right. Next up, we've got Borelli. That's a name I haven't heard in like a long time. A long time. And then Brett and Stella. I honestly, I was looking, I was like watching the episode and I was just like, what's the name of the actor who played Borelli? I'm like, something McQueen. What's his name? What's his name? I couldn't remember it. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. It's been a really long time. Yep, really, really long time. long time. So, Brian, take it away. Okay, so Otis comes out onto the app floor and says that he overheard Connie, R.I.P. Connie. Um, R.I.P. Otis. Say that there was... Yeah, R.I.P. Otis, R.I.P. Connie. Um, say there was going to be like a major personnel changes on truck, and everyone's like, "Oh, you misheard!" Like you're talking about like Chili Spot on Ambo, and he's like, "No, no, no!" Like I, I'm pretty sure I heard truck. I'm pretty sure I heard truck. But no, Chili ends up getting replaced by Ogle, aka what people call the bitter end. Um, <laughs> And it's funny, too, because we had, like, that was one of the names that Brett just said, you know, when she was trying to think of who to replace Mackie with. And so it's kind of funny that we have, like, a little bit of a full circle. Um, but Ogle, they call the bitter end because Ogle is just, like, kind of the worst. Um, and I just love his little introduction to Brett. He's like, you ignore my reputation, I'll ignore yours. <laughs> I was just like, okay, this guy. Uh, did you see Christine's comment in the patron group about how Ogle is the guy from the Sonic commercial? Yes, I did. Every time I see the Sonic commercial now, like, you know, people are like, that's the Sonic guy. I'm like, no, that's Ogle. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's from Fire. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm like, he was on Chicago Fire. And then, of course, Charlie's like, we know. Um, so, Bowden, so, Bowden calls Casey and Borelli into his office um, because CFD Brass has mandated that because of a closure of another firehouse in the city, like, they need to adjust their manpower and truck. So Casey then goes out and informs the truck that a firefighter from a house, you know, with a couple years on the job is going to end up taking Jimmy's spot, which means that Jimmy will become a floater until he can find a permanent position. And of course, this is like right as Jimmy's like kind of coming into his own in firehouse. And so it's like, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, really sad that he's going to leave. I felt kind of bad for him. Like they did him kind of dirty. Yeah, kind of. Just, you know, I mean, I get it, but like still sucks. Yeah. Um, and of course, then we go back to Brett and Ogle and Ogle's chastising Brett about how she has the back of the Ambo organized and she is just like pissed. She hates the fact that Ogle is here. 
so Brett finds Jimmy when she gets back from her call and she of course just found out that he's leaving 51 and I literally forgot all about this scene so we just have to play the audio because I totally forgot all about it hey I've been looking for you is this for real you're leaving yeah I guess it is are you okay Shirley pushed me to my limit and then flamed out. Ogle is inciting me to violence and now you're leaving. So, no, I'm, I'm not okay. And FYI, neither are you. Okay. I mean, have you even called Chili? Because I've left her five messages and she won't call me back. Same here, but I hear she's doing okay. Well, it'd be nice to hear it from her. Yeah, but maybe she needs to be looking forward, you know? Not back. Jimmy Borelli, I'm gonna tell you something because there is no point in holding it back now. I've had a huge thing for you since you showed up at 51. And who knows what would have happened if you'd stayed? Who knows? I'm, I'm flattered. Good, yeah, you should be. I remembered that she had a crush on him, but like, it was bleeding. I think they were, I, I feel like they were gonna try and do something with it and then just kind of like forgot. I, I don't know. Like, I think I can, I guess I could kind of see it. Like, I don't think it would have been maybe like the worst thing ever, but like, it's just funny look on back, looking back on it to see how far we've come and it'd be like, Oh no, nah, like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, like, like what's his name? Uh, LeVon. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I love that show. Uh, it just, and when I look back on it, Borelli was kind of boring. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, they never really gave him a chance. Like, they kind of started a little bit with, um, you know, his brother. And it's like, oh, maybe that's kind of intriguing. And then he got wrapped up in Chili's drama. And Chili just kind of brought Borelli way down. Mm -hmm. And he just never really recovered. She did bring him down, didn't she? Is that harsh? But it's also true. I did. I really didn't like Chili. No. And this is nothing against Dora Madison because I like her a lot as an actress and I like her in Friday Night Lights. Like, I like her in other things. I just really did not like Chili. She got the short end of the stick on Friday Night Lights, okay? Nobody likes season four. Let's be real. I don't mind season four. That's the last season, right? Or is it five? No, five four? is the last season. Five is the last season, okay. Nobody likes season five. Four is I don't mind either one of those. Uh, I was watching BoJack Horseman the other night and uh, Princess Carolyn made a Friday Night Lights joke and it cracked me up because she was like, she was like, some things in life are like the second season of Friday Night Lights. It's not going to be pretty, but you've just got to get through it and hope for the better. Yeah, that's honestly my least favorite um, season of uh, Friday Night Lights. I really do not like that season. It just like up and ends and then Landry kills somebody. <laughs> But you know, um, Gray Damon was in the last season of Friday Night Lights, right? I, I know he was in it. I don't remember as who. I've got to check it out. Um, do you refresh my memory? Um, he's, I mean, one of the, I, he plays the guy who was like kind of a basketball player and then they turned him into a football player. I got to go back and, uh, and watch. I mean, Austin Nichols was in a few episodes. So was Patrick J. Adams. Yeah, there's a lot of people who were in Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah. So. Then. Welcome to um, Meet Us and Dylan, your Friday Night Lights <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
But yeah, back to I Chili just I don't but Chili brought Brelly down. That's where we were at. Chili brought Brelly way down. I have to agree with that. And unfortunately, they never really gave him the time to recover. They were just kind of like, Yeah, this isn't working. Okay, we're gonna kind of half kill. We're gonna kill Brelly's <laughs> brother and then we're gonna like really injure Brelly and it's gonna be good. <laughs> Not only are we gonna write you off, but we are gonna kill your brother and take an eye. Exactly. What? And burn half your body. What? Yeah. Yeah. Borelli really was done dirty. He really was. I don't even think he deserved that kind of exit. He could have just like left 51. He didn't need that. Whole, he didn't need all of that. He could have just decided to leave after his brother died. But right. That's no. what I'm saying. Or like transferred to another firehouse or done something. But no, they had to go there. You really had to like, you really had to take his eye? One eye, Jimmy, man. Yeah. One eye, Jimmy. That's like, that's really harsh. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So later on, Bowden calls Jimmy into his office and he has actually come up with a solution to keep Jimmy at 51. And the solution is, you know, they were, they used the Mills reference, which I loved about how, you know, when Mills was hurt, he was, you know, he was, because he was a certified paramedic, he could go work with um, Brett for a little bit you know be fine and so jimmy also just so happens to be a certified paramedic so um the solution is for have him you know go work with fred on 61 and you know jimmy's like you know of course whatever he's like i want to you know go as far as i can in the cfd and it seems like the more that i learn about all the different roles like and responsibilities he's like you know sky's the limit so later on Brelly and brett have this kind of like little awkward interaction in the locker room that next shift after she learns that he's staying um and she's like can we just pretend that what i said last shift never happened like I, yeah and they agree so love confession thrown out the window <laughs> <laughs> um so later on truck is getting ready for a shift to start and otis is coming up with plans on how to prank the new guy you know on truck but then they meet Selicid. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to touch on these pranks real fast because a i mean okay a stink bomb that's not cool but also i both want to know and don't want to know what a toledo twister is yeah i mean a stink bomb's not cool but it's also not that hard you know there's nothing harmful about it like it just kind of smells like there's nothing terrible about it mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know what the toledo twister is and i don't know if i want to know it sounds like an hr complaint is what it sounds like it's, yeah mm-hmm. yeah Sounds like something they could have gotten away with back in the day, but now in the, they, yeah, they can't. No way. Um, so, but like I said, then they meet Stella Kid, and obviously they were not expecting a woman. They were expecting the other guy, but then we get Stella, which is amazing. And of course, like the first thing she says, she and Dawson have this little interaction at first. It's like, oh, hell no. Like, I can't work with her. And then of course, as it turns out, they love each other. Like they used to work with each other, I guess like in the early early days because like pre Dawson coming to 51 you know I mean ending up at 51 I I see and it sounded to me like it was after she got out of firefighting training but she never left that's the thing that never makes sense about that comment to me because she never left 51 she got placed at 50 you know she never left after firefighting yeah that's true good point I, it has to be though before that because remember in season six when what's that guy that I loved Cordova came, yeah Cordova um he obviously worked with Gabby like b- 
before two. <laughs> so I guess they maybe all work together. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch. But Ooh, I don't like know. Cordova Nostella. Ooh. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch that. I haven't watched those episodes in a while. Maybe I have to go back and do some Cordova watching. Um, but anyway. Um, so, of course, like I said, she and Dawson used to work with each other and love each other, which obviously helps loosen everyone else up. Like, nobody feels that intimidated anymore. And Herman makes a comment, like, two broads on truck, like, ooh. And Casey's like, Herman, come on. It's 2016, man. Like, why is it that we can always bank on Herman for a sexist remark? Because Herman's supposed to be that, like, old school, never changed kind of guy. Like, even in... um season nine Herman made you know about the girls on fire he's like we should start guys on fire and Ritter's like uh no Herman like that is already what the academy is like oh my god yeah um but anyway so Stella and the rest of 51 are talking in the common room and you know she mentions that she just split with her hubby Grant after six years um and she's like you know why do I want to grow old with someone who's never going to grow up but then she makes a comment, too, about how she's still sleeping with him when she just wants sex. So, like, not, clearly not the healthiest relationship. Who is it, though, who's like, he's okay with that? And she's like, why wouldn't he be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then we get this final scene of the episode. And later at Molly's, of course, everyone, you know, Stella's there, you know, getting to know everybody. And Severide shows up and says, hey, to Stella. And we get our first Stellaride interaction. Hey, kid. Hey, what was your first shift? It was good. It was it was real good. Thanks. Um, does anyone know from 51? Uh, Dawson? No. No, no, I never said a word. Cool. Uh, OK. They're getting married. They are. I know. I love it. It's so fun to see how far they've come. But also, like, the mem, you know, the mystery of, like, okay, well, so what did go down between them? Like, interesting. This was right as I was launching into my Kelly Severide does not respect women phase. Because <laughs> I was like, what did happen between them? And, of course, I was like, they slept together. Of course they did. But then it was at the Plouch wedding when uh, – Basically, like, she tells the story that he was drunk and just, like, trespassed her way into his house. Or other way around. He trespassed his way into her house. And I was yeah. just like, who does that? Nobody does. That's not okay. I don't care if you're Kelly Severide. I don't know why he even, like, I, so many questions still about that. That's not still. sexy. No, not even close. Even if you weren't, even if you were sober and tried to pull something like that. Not sexy. Trespassing is not okay. No, not okay. Not okay. Not, not okay. okay. Even if you're Kelly Severide. Even if you're Kelly Severide. There are some things that even Kelly Severide cannot do. Even if you're Kelly Severide trying to impress the future love of your life, mother of your children, you know, all those things. But still not okay. Still not okay. Still not okay. Um, but yeah, that's the Stella Borelli Sylvie of it all. Um yeah. I just loved watching their first, like the Stellaride first interaction again because, like, they had no idea that, like, they were going to fall madly in love and get engaged. Yeah, because Severide this whole time, you know, on her first day had been out, like, at med. So, like, mm -hmm. he didn't really see her 
bear, which I don't, I still don't really know how that happened in 24 hours. You mean to tell me Severide spent the entire 24 hours out at med? But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like they both met their person and they didn't know it. That's so cute. Well, they didn't meet their person. They had met earlier. Well, but you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We are seeing their first interaction for the first time. So. Precious babies. It's really cute. My heart. So last up, we've got squad. Uh, this was good. I was like intrigued because I didn't this, remember what happened. This is a good one. I like the storyline. Yeah, this was good. So squad gets called out to firehouse 21 and one of their guys, McCormick, he fell off the aerial during a drill and landed on the truck. Like, so the aerial is the ladder. So long fall. Is, yeah. 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 Uh, he's been impaled is basically the, the point of it. The other thing that got me here is that it was only squad that got called out, right? And the, the captain over there, the guy was just like, well, we knew we needed to call in a squad. I'm like, what about an Ambo? Well, they have their Ambo. Okay, touche. But st- I thought about that too. I thought about that too. Because they have their Ambo people there, obviously. But like, aren't they, maybe they don't have a squad at that firehouse. No, I, they don't have squads at every firehouse. Yeah. So yeah, that's why they said we needed to call out a squad. I mean- I'd call squad three, two, if I had them on speed dial. Uh, wouldn't that be amazing though? Right. <laughs> if anytime you were truly in trouble, you could just call squad. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't need, I don't need like the nor. I don't need the normal fire department. I just need squad three. Okay. Like yeah. they're like, we're going to roll like squad seven. No, I don't want no, squad no, seven. No, 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 no. Never mind. Three. Just let me text Severide. Oh wait. You mean I, I can pick my truck. Okay. Yeah. I want truck 81. Like, <laughs> Ambo 61. Yeah. 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 That's who I, that's perfect. Who I Done. Done. Awesome. That's funny. So, so yeah. So now this poor guy, he's lying on his side. He's got a pole going through his leg, like the top portion of his leg. And he's been out cold since he hit the truck. So, I mean, this guy is like, he's in bad shape and they're all holding the backboard to keep him like steady. And there's this other guy from 21, his name's Richter. And he's like, well, Severide, I can stay, right? Like I can stay. And Sev's like, move. <laughs> get out of the fucking way get out of the way move yes um it was <laughs> you know how like you know we we've learned like fire department language throughout watching this show i finally learned in this episode that like curbing is essentially just like support it reminds me of like lincoln logs type things like when you were a kid and you'd put like the lincoln logs or like jenga blocks like it just that's what it reminds me of yeah seeing tony stack them in this episode i was like oh jenga <laughs> <laughs> So now we know aerial, ladder, cribbing, Jenga. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, so they, they get the pole cut. They load McCormick in the Ambo and, and you know, and, and they go from there. It's a pretty gnarly call, though. Like, that poor guy's in really bad shape. So Squad is packing up and, like, Cruz's spidey senses are kind of tingling. <laughs> He's like, ooh, let me listen in to this conversation happening, like, 10 feet away. I like it, though, because I, I feel like when I feel like when something doesn't sit right with Cruz, like, he just, like, kicks into gear. Yeah. And, like, his just his instinct takes over. And so, like, something just doesn't sit right with him. Like, he hears the conversation and then he kind of looks up and he's just like, wait. Huh. Wait. So... The, the guy, Richter, he's like, I, it was just the two of them on the drill, but I was getting on the roof when he fell. I don't know what happened, you know, whatever. And so Cruz is like, something's up. And Seth doesn't believe him at first, which like, 
Okay. I mean, some of some believe him eventually, but just like the Cruz and Severide relationship, I've always loved just because Cruz looks up to Severide so, so much. So much. Yeah. And so when Sev shoots him down, I'm just like, poor Joe. Well, and Cruz is still like relatively new to squad and all this. Isn't it just earlier yeah. this season that he moves to squad? Oh, is it early in season four? I don't think it was three, was it? I don't, I don't I, it's either it's either late season three or early season four. I think it's late three. I, I could be wrong. I need to go back and check. I've blocked most of four from my memory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Even seeing that Corbin guy talking to Casey in this episode, I was like, wait, he's talking construction. Is this the stiletto season? And then I was like, no, no, this is not the stiletto season. Oh man, no. Stiletto season is season three. I like that leg thing. <laughs> Why does Casey speak ever? <laughs> he shouldn't be allowed to speak outside of like fire situations. <laughs> no. He's awkward and we love him. We do, though. We do. Yeah, so Cruz is like, okay, well, let me tell you why my spidey senses are tingling. And he's like, so there was a big gap between the ladder and the roof. Like, that's weird. Something's not right. Like, why would you climb to the roof from there? He'd be an idiot to try. And Sev just goes, I went to academy with this guy. Like, he's a solid firefighter. That's it. Okay. So they get back to 51 and Cruz is still just like, this is weird. And Cap is the one who's like, the vibe over there was odd. And Cruz was like, oh my God, me too. Uh, and Sev just like, give it a rest, guys. Like, give it a rest. So then Oakland comes over and he's just like, oh, like Richter and McCormick have had beef. They've, they're fighting over this woman. Like, that's what's going on. And Cruz is like, dude, he pushed him. Like, I found a true crime podcast. <laughs> And that is when Severide is like, oh, oh, maybe, okay. Like, yeah, maybe he totally pushed him. So, I don't know. Sev stops by 21. This is the other firehouse, not the police district. Yeah, not the 21st district. <laughs> no. They were able to save McCormick's leg, but he's still unconscious. So, this poor guy, like, it's bad. So, Severide talks to Richter about what Cruz saw, but Richter is like, no, like, Cruz saw wrong I don't know what he's talking about. Like, what's going on? He's like, I was on the roof. I swear, I was on the roof. What I love about this, though, is when the other guy comes to intervene and Severide doesn't even miss a beat. The guy's like, is there a problem here? And Sev's like, only if you want there to be. Get out of my face. Yeah, Yeah. get out of my face. And that takes care of that. (laughs) Maybe Severide would have been the better alderman. No, Severide couldn't have been an alderman. He would have. Sev doesn't have the people skills. He literally, he would have gotten elected, and then the first day, like he would have been like in the official meeting and been like, "Fuck this shit," and it would have like, "Yeah, (laughs) nah." He would roll up in his turnout gear. They'd be like, "Lieutenant, like, there's you know, there's decorum, there's a dress code." He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was saving some fucking lives." (laughs) And then he would have been kicked out. Yeah, like with the people, with the citizens, he would have been like doing the right thing and everything. But with the other politicians, he would have been like, "You're fucking stupid." Yeah. Yeah. It would be great. It would have been great. But so Severide asked Casey later on about, you know, Cruz's ladder capabilities. He's like, you know, are his instincts right? Like, is he good with the ladder? And Casey's like, dude, he's like, he's set that thing up blind before. Like, he's solid. You know, yeah. whatever. I also love Sev giving Casey shit in this. Casey's like, what's going on? Sev's like, don't worry. It's firefighter stuff. Too big for you politicians. politicians. <laughs> this friendship, though. I know. I, I know. It. Those two are brothers, and it's adorable, and I love it. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So then 21's chief, he comes to see Bowden and he's like pissed. He's like being super passive aggressive. He's like feng shuiing the furniture in Bowden's office. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you don't like it when I interfere? Well, guess how I feel about Severide coming. 
And Bowden's like, don't be jealous that I got Severide and you don't. <laughs> don't be jealous. And so he's like, we can talk about this, but you need to calm the fuck down. And Sev comes in and they're talking and everything. And Sev just straight up says, he's like, I trust my man. Yes. Sev's a leader. He's a good boss. I love it. I love it. He really is so good. He's so good. So then, yeah, Bowden's like, then write your report however you see fit. Like, ooh, the leadership of this firehouse is so good. I know. So good. And it, it is top down. Bowden, you know, has their backs and Sev has their backs and mm -hmm. just lead by example. Yep. I love it. I love it so much. It's hard to imagine that Grissom ever mentored Sev. Ugh. I know. Grissom. Ugh. But also, like, that actor's been in every Gar Gary Cole? Oh, yeah. Gary, Gary Cole. Cole. He's in everything. I know. You can't. He's great, him. but yeah, Grissom sucks. I know. I know. Uh, the guy who plays the new guy on Med, uh, Stephen Weber. I, I blanked. He's another one of those guys who's been in everything, and so mm -hmm. like you just can't like hate his character, but you're also just like, oh, but you're so talented. You're in everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cruz comes to Sev's quarters as he's doing the report, and the Severide eyes in this episode. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God. So Cruz comes in and he's working on his report and Cruz is like, we're going to fuck everything up for this guy. Like, this is really bad. And, you know, Severide's like, are you sure about what you saw? And he's like, hundred percent. He's like, then that's how we file it. But also like eyes, 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 eyes. They're amazing. Besides the point though. Um, I got sidetracked because Taylor Kinney's eyes. They're just, they're beautiful. We don't deserve them. We just don't deserve them. And they're beautiful. We're going to anyway. get a whole nother season of them. Season oh, 10. I'm going to sip my water and pull myself together. <laughs> Ooh. So Cruz then sets up the exact same scenario outside the firehouse and he has Otis climb the ladder. It's just like, like Otis is the sacrificial guinea pig. He's like, go, just go. Well, and I love how when Otis gets to the end and Cruz is like, okay, now get up on the roof. And Otis is like, I guess I could try if I had a death wish. Like, <laughs> it's just so funny. And just, it was funny how it sounded like Cruz was like, Otis, get your lazy ass on the roof. But also he was just trying to like prove a point. Yeah. 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 That's funny. And even with, I mean, apparently the gap was only like a couple of inches or not inches. It was just a couple of feet, but I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Like a three lot. feet doesn't sound like a lot, but like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you're talking about like falling 50 feet from the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that really is a lot. Only if it were Severide, he would sprout wings and fly out of it as the Avengers. Yeah, he'd team, be like, fine. He would just like leap from it. No big deal. <laughs> he would do like a dramatic action movie roll out of it and be like, instruct the pose and be like, nah, that was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> such a poser. You're such a poser. <laughs> that was my Florence Pugh impression for the night. <laughs> Take it over, Brendel. I'm out. Bye. You don't need me anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, man. yeah. So, Squad stops by the hospital at the next shift to check on McCormick. And Sev sees Richter waiting in the waiting room, sits down next to him. And Richter's just like, I lied. Sev's like, yeah, I know that. I'm not stupid. I'm separate. And he was like, I was on the ladder, but, like, this happened. He started acting weird. And so he's like, oh, my God. He's like, just follow me. Come here. And the next thing we see him standing in front of Connor and he's like, tell, tell Connor what you just told me, just tell him. And Connor is just like, well, wish I'd known that beforehand, but thanks. Like, that's cool. Why did we ever get rid of Connor Rhodes? I know. Justice for Connor Rhodes. But for really <sighs> though. I know, I know. So after shift, 
Cruz and Severide go back to med to sit with Gretchen. And we find out that, you know, because because what had happened was uh, Richter was getting on the roof. And as that happened, McCormick called for him and it looked like he was just kind of like grasping at air and then he fell. And so thanks to that information, they found a blockage in his artery that was cutting off the, the oxygen to his brain. So he basically had a stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, they were able to fix it and everything. And Connor comes out and he's like, dude, McCormick's awake. Like we're good. We're good. And Richter, like he, he's just like, man, like, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I accused you guys. Like I was really mad, you know, whatever. The other thing he says here, he's like, I've been suspended for a month while this has happened. So a whole month has gone by. No, he's still suspended for another. He's suspended for a month. Mm. No, like maybe like a week has gone by. Maybe I should do a better job of listening. Yeah, no, he, all he, at the end of the day, all he's going to be is, like, suspended for a month, is basically, you know, he's not going to get, like, lose his job or anything like that. Like, yeah, right. he got suspended, but, you know. But the guy's going to be okay, and that's what Yeah, is, and, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, so, it's a, it's a good ending. It's just, I mean, the way that squad just, like, is so adamant about doing the right thing, like, always, it's just so admirable. Yeah. And especially in these times when, like, the world is going to hell in a handbasket, it's just nice to see. Mm-hmm. So, again, season four, not great. This episode, pretty good. This episode's fine. It just, I don't like Borelli. I, or Borelli's fine. The Alderman Casey stuff really does not sit well with me. I just, I really don't like that those days. And a lot of things about season four. Yeah, well season me. four is not a season I really go back and rewatch like ever. Casey really was not a good politician. No, he he, he tried too hard. He was he can't say he didn't try because he definitely tried. He tried really hard. Like, but he, it he just can, it was yeah. it it did not work. It was not for him. No, he should stick with firefighting and construction. He really did give it his best shot, though. He did. So, like, we can't even fault him for that. No, but he still wasn't great. And he knew that, though. Like, he, I mean, you can't fault him for any of the Alderman stuff because, like, he gave it his best shot and then realized it wasn't for him and bowed out. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, all you can do in life, so. Yeah. Any other notes on this episode? Nope. That's about it. That's about it. So, uh, yeah, that is about all we've got. Um, you guys know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, right across the board. Um, if you want to hear us talk about another show, you should go check out the Shop Talk podcast because we guested on that one earlier this week. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Gushed all about the handsomeness that is Tim Bradford. Yeah, with our good friends Jennifer and Carrie, who also are shy hearts as well, but it's just, it was fun. We love them so much. Yes, we yeah. are good friends with them. Yeah, in the meantime, again, you guys know where to find us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I am at Brenna K13. Uh, we don't know what we're recording next week, but we're going to record something. Yes, but also the week after that, we will be recording our big Bretzy deep dive. Yes! So if you guys want to go ahead and start getting your um, voice memos in and emails and all that stuff, um, the deadline is going to be, we're going to say, August 23rd, Monday, August 23rd. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to go ahead and start sending those in, you can definitely do so. 
Yes, 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 yes. All of your favorite breathy scenes, your breathy feelings, all of it. Send it all to us. We're doing that episode with the ladies over at Ladies Night at Molly's. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be a lot so of fun. Excited. Mm-hmm. I promise we'll try to keep the Power Rangers talk to a minimum. <laughs> Please. Um, our group chat with them is pretty much just me and Logan and Kim talking about Power Rangers and Bryna just kind of being like, dot 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 like are you guys right. done are you done yeah i know when you guys sent that like you said sent that stuff about the hats whatever the other day or somebody did and i woke up to that and i was like what the fuck and then i looked and i was like oh this is power rangers i'm not interested in this <laughs> i was like what the fuck i don't want this just just childhood things you know not my child hashtag not my childhood <laughs> she says as she is going to attend a meet and greet with lance bass the next night um wait tomorrow night Friday night, yeah. What? I didn't know you were going. What? Yeah, Lance is in town. It's it's um it, it's that Lance does this like two thousands tour thing where um he pops. Oh yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. So the last time I went, it was um it was O Town, Taylor, Tyler Hilton, Aaron Carter, and Ryan Cabrera. And Man, obviously that's a lineup. This was pre-COVID, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. So now it's post-COVID, and I think it's just O Town and Ryan Cabrera, but like. This venue is not in like Dallas proper. It's in the suburbs and it's not just the suburbs. It's where my parents live. So like, I can't have Lance in that town and like me not go. True. So. True. I was going to say, and it's Lance Bass. And it's Lance. Like, you know, NSYNC just will always be part of me. Yeah. No, I remember when you went the first time, because I remember you sent me that picture of you and Tyler um, that you took, but Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, and I just found out about it, like, last week. It was just in Lance's Insta, and I was just like, oh, hey, look, that's my hometown. And I was like, Lance posted something about my hometown. Like, oh, I should probably go to that. Friday night, I'm free. I am free, yeah. I I was like, all I would be doing is, like, binge-watching Netflix on the couch, so probably should, so. Yeah, it's, it's a O-Town and Ryan Cabrera. And, and O-Town actually put on a great show the last time I saw them. And, and it was 20. O-Town's not bad. O-Town is not bad. They were really good. Yeah. O-Town is not bad. Ryan Cabrera, he's fine. I mean, you know, he's got like two songs that were popular in like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I was fine with that. Um, and then with O-Town, uh, Lance came out and did the chorus of Bye Bye Bye. They sang Bye Bye Bye. And I Lance think I remember out. your video that you took. Or did you take a video of that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. So um, it'd be fucking hot, but it's Lance. So, you know, worth it. Worth it. Totally worth it. So now if only we could get Joey to come tour, because I haven't met Joey. I want to meet Joey. Welcome to Boy Band Talk at Molly's. Um, <laughs> anyway, I have rambled for far too long. Um, yeah, we're, we don't know what we're recording, but we're recording something. But voice memos are open for our Bretzy episode. Go do the thing. Send them to us, please, please, please. Um, in the meantime, I already told us to follow individually on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do that. Um, and in the meantime, everybody have a good weekend and we will see you next week. Bye.